0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 24 of the BAU podcast. Today we welcome no one less than Mine Warmenball. Mine is a master in architecture and co-founded Buhmann three years ago. Buhmann Antwerp is a circular construction market where reused building materials from the region are collected, processed and sold. In this way they offer a logical and local alternative to burning or low-grade recycling of good materials. The materials come from all kinds of different parties, from museums to demolition companies that are unable to repurpose them within their organization. A collaboration with Buhmann solves a waste problem and a sustainability issue for them at the same time. Apart from used material, they also repurpose uprooted urban trees, and these tree trunks are processed into usable. Wooden planks, wooden planks instead of being shredded in the regular polluting way. I am very curious to hear more about the journey Minna has already taken in these last three years. So, without further ado, welcome, Minna. How are you doing?
1: Hi. Thanks. I'm doing good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're um, in the middle of uh, moving with our company with Burman, so we're. Setting up the new place, Uh, it's a lot of work, a lot of sweat with this kind of weather, but I'm good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. So maybe for the audience who's going to listen to this later, we are recording in June and it's around 30 degrees.
1: Yeah, something like that. You're in the
0: middle middle of a heat wave. It's been 30 degrees for a couple of days already. Yeah. So I can imagine it's quite rough to do uh, a big...
1: burning a lot of calories yeah i can imagine (laughs) yeah
0: but you're moving so and you're moving to a bigger location
1: yeah because now we uh we started uh i think we opened two and a half years ago in kalverstraat uh but it was like a smaller location lower ceilings tiny little corners instead of one big giant useful place so Mm -hmm. Um we're bursting out of it and it was time to move. It was time to go step up a little and make sure we can make space for bigger um bigger uh lots of materials to process and to move. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that it's that it's probably growing quite quickly. Um I mean Maybe before we, we um we move ahead already to where you are today, uh or we are going to look to the future, maybe it's more interesting to first go a little bit back yeah. and to discuss a little bit um how you came up with the idea of Bugman. Because it mm-hmm. it sounds like a very logical thing to do, but uh if I'm correct, three years ago or four years ago there was no alternative for what you guys are doing in antwerp you're the first one who are doing this right
1: yeah yeah, we are uh so i think it was three years ago that we uh, went to burman in rotterdam um we visited the place uh for a project uh eva and i were doing uh, as an architect and um When we drove back, we were like, "Okay, so we really, really need to do this in Antwerp. I mean, why isn't this already existing? So we just thought, why? Why don't we just do it? Why don't we just give it a try, see how it goes? And then we'll see in a a year from now if it's working or not. And then we can stop and learn something or we can go on if it's successful. And here we are
0: three years later
1: yeah two and a half <laughs> two and yeah. a half years
0: but you <laughs> yeah. you you were working as an architect yeah okay uh,
1: kind of yeah i i studied to be an architect and i worked as an architect like uh the pure formula uh, for three years but then i took a detour i many detours actually <laughs> uh, L- like so which which detours did you make oh i was um I did a lot of different kind of jobs. Uh, I was also a production manager in a social environment where uh, they had like a wooden and a metal construction area. Uh, I also did like uh, branding and conceptual designs for uh, retail. Different projects, but always with some kind of link to architecture um but i knew from the beginning that i didn't want to be an architect as it is so it was like a kind of a search for me what would i want to do and when we went to burman uh, three years ago it's like yeah that's the thing (laughs) this is it yeah
0: and and why did you know from the beginning that you didn't want to be a regular architect
1: because I don't like sitting uh, on a desk too much, <laughs> although I'm still doing that at Burman uh, today. But uh, no, I just didn't like uh, the technical drawings and uh, checking the, the concrete uh, on the site, uh, arguing with contractors and stuff. I didn't like that too much. Um, I think there are many more skilled architects that can do that better than me. Uh, and I, I just wanted to do something that had to do with wood more, and yeah, building stuff.
0: Okay, so uh, some detours, uh-huh. and then you, you ended up. Uh, but you, at the moment you visited Buman in uh, Amsterdam, uh, Rotterdam, Rotterdam. Mm-hmm. You were working as an architect.
1: Yeah, Okay. concept design more, yeah.
0: What's the difference between architect and concept
1: design? Uh, It was more like, uh, okay, so we want to do this with our retail, our our brand, um, but we're not successful in showing it uh, physical. How can we reach this kind of people? What do we have to do uh, to expand our uh, clients or... I don't know how to say that in client English. Client base. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um how do we turn our business to be more like this or that and then I designed it, but more the interior. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and the branding and uh.
0: So, Booman is um it's a concept that already existed in the Netherlands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they were doing a really good job because it was a really nice place to visit and um They had uh, the material uh, shop where you could just go ahead and buy a beam or a board, whatever you need. And then there was also a workshop area where you could follow courses to be trained to how to work with wood. And so I like that combination very much because there's always something going on. And it's not just just a shop where there's a client buying something, but there's another one building something else, and it's a vibrant mm. place. So moving around. Yeah. No
0: desk sitting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not too much behind <laughs> the scenes though. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's always accounting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, and and uh, like it existed already all across the Netherlands, or was like the Rotterdam the first one, or? Yeah.
1: They were the first one, and they um, were founded e- eight years ago. And then there was uh, Utrecht also. They were founded five years ago right now, I think, more or less. And now there's a third one in Den Haag that's starting this month, I think. Uh, so, yeah, in the Netherlands, it's a, it's a growing business. In, uh, in Belgium, we're the only one that's named Burman. There's, of course, a lot of different um, material uh, libraries or how do you say that? Uh, shops where you can buy reused wood, uh, but it doesn't always have like the workshop, uh, the courses that we give and a different name, of course, different, um, I don't know. Branding. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and so how does it work then like because you were the first the first boom in belgium mm-hmm. and are you then a, a you're a daughter company of the the dutch sister? organization a sister yeah. right okay
1: yeah. we uh, work th- together on a horizontal way so every three months we come together and we share experiences uh, share our knowledge maybe also share sometimes uh wood or if we have too much uh Pallets of one type of wood. We just rent a, a truck that goes around and drops it off at different birmana, and then uh, That's awesome. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we can share we can share the materials, but also our knowledge and the experience. Like this course is not going well. How is it an, at your place, or how can we change it a little bit? How do you do that with um, People working for you how much do you pay them like we share all those things and yeah so it's it's
0: more like uh like like Pirmala or like uh like neighbors or yeah. like a learning network it's not a yeah. franchise it's not that you need to
1: franchise light i would say yeah. okay yeah so we we uh bought the name and the concept right first place but then we are sharing a lot of uh
0: experience yeah. uh, okay yeah. So you visited them, you were like so impressed and then just send the mail like, hey, we want to do this in Antwerp.
1: No, we were there and we saw Laura, who is the founder. Okay. And we just asked her, hey, if we want to do this in Antwerp, how does it work? And uh, yeah, we went from there on. I think we had like two or three different conversations and that was it. It was easy. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, it wasn't that easy. We needed to find a place here in Antwerp where it was possible and build a network for um, the materials we needed. Um, Yeah, we did a lot of work behind the scenes. I mean, but just uh, we want to start Burman in Antwerp between uh, signed paper where you have like the intention we are going to do this. It was like just two or three different conversations yeah awesome like sisters <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> sometimes it can go quickly yeah in construction yeah um and maybe for the audience uh, i mean i tried to explain it a little bit in the uh, in the introduction um but i'm not an expert of course um an, uh, a material data bank that's what boom is, this right? no. Uh, no not al-
1: no. not
0: only but that's one of
1: the it's not a data bank. It's more like we collect wood that's okay. uh, otherwise being thrown away, burned or shredded. And we collect them. We make sure that there's no nails or screws in it anymore. And then we just sell it. So um, it's not like we have a digital list of uh, of all the materials we have or are coming or uh, it's just whatever is there. What, it, what you see is what you get. Like, If we have like 20 beams or anything, it's not like we have 25 more in stock. It's just what's there that's available.
0: And the customers can't check like an online database they need, they can?
1: Yeah, we have uh, our website that's pretty accurate. Like we have, let's say five black doors. Um, But if some customer comes and buys two of them, there are only three left and we don't always adjust the the amounts. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it gives an image of what's available at the moment.
0: Right. And, and where does the material come from?
1: Oh, so many different places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of materials that come from um, construction areas like uh, contractors or architects or... Um, I don't know how to say that. Um, uh, Organizations that just call us, hey, we're going to tear this apart. Do you guys uh, want this or this or that? We're uh, throwing it away. Um, Then we just rent a a, a van or a, a truck. We drive there and we pick it up and they have less costs in throwing it away. So they don't need a container to throw it away. We just come there, pick it up. Sometimes they have a truck available and they just bring it to us. Uh, so, and then there's the public uh, organizations that also call us, like the museums. If they're tearing apart uh, an expo, um, they take it apart. Make sure it's ready to for us to pick it up, and then um, that's that. And then there's also um, pieces that are thrown away after um, producing stuff. Uh, sometimes they are really big, or yeah, I mean, just always the same size uh, of boards, for example, and that's a that's a good source for us too. Um, Let me think, (laughs) just just um, the guy on the street that has like some leftovers from rebuilding the house. Um, There's also uh, some some um, woodworking companies that are working with us when they have like wrong cut sizes, they have to throw it away because they cannot sell it anymore. And so that's new. But for us, it's still. Um, reclaimed because they're gonna throw it away otherwise so yeah
0: so the materials that you go and pick up or that get dropped off it's always material that if you wouldn't recycle it it was going to get thrown away yeah it was going to go to the landfill yeah
1: so we don't ever buy stuff because if somebody's selling it it's not trash (laughs) and then it's not circular I mean, somebody else is gonna use it, so there's a market for that, and it's perfect. Uh, but we have to draw a line there because y- you
0: want the trash.
1: Yeah, <laughs> because that's the that's the environmental thing to do. Of yeah, course, if yeah? somebody is selling it, somebody else is gonna buy it, and it's good. It's it's gonna be reused. Uh, but if it's gonna be thrown away or burnt, then then it's good to pick it up. Yeah.
0: How many? tons of material are we talking about on like an annual annual basis do you have an idea
1: i had an idea but now on the top of my mind no (laughs) let me think i think first year i can be wrong but i thought it was like 270 tons damn first year that's a lot yeah (laughs) whoa yeah 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 that's huge yeah but imagine if you have like a, a trunk of a tree that's like five meters long 40 centimeters um round then um that's all that's already half a ton so still yeah that's five five 500,
0: 500 <laughs> big trees
1: yeah i know and
0: yeah. that was year one
1: that was year one so
0: it immediately was a success it immediately yeah. got going
1: Okay, yeah, so we needed to build a little network first, (laughs) but now it's really picking up easily. Um, Yeah, we never thought that after two years we would be um, bursting out of our seams, Uh, needed a bigger place, so it's going fast. Yeah, we um, are trying really hard to catch up with the demand on the other side and yeah, yeah
0: so there is always more demand than supply or is there always more supply than demand
1: there's an enormous amount of supply we are um, struggling to process everything that's um, been uh, handed to us we still have a lot of times where we have to say no i'm sorry we don't have the place or uh, we don't have the people to pick it up or to process it because sometimes they're just too many meals to, um, Mm -hmm. to make it easier for us to just directly sell it. So we have to be a little, um, strict at the moment and we're hoping to, um, expand the demand more so we can make it go faster that it's like, it's just there for two weeks and then it's moving on next materials can come. So, yeah.
0: And and um, what is like the uh, which things are you trying now to increase the demand? Isn't it, I mean, I think the main thing is just that people get to learn about this, right? Because it's a win-win. I imagine it's cheaper than buying new material.
1: Yeah, it's always cheaper. Mm-hmm. We always try to be um, around fifty percent of the new price. Okay, but that's really. Um, a high goal of us, because it's not always easy to sell it at fifty percent because it sometimes takes a lot of work for us to dismantle the the boards. Um, and that's why we're trying to be a little more picky. <laughs> if there's really a lot of work to um, strip the the boards, um, it's not uh, possible for us to sell it at fifty percent, but client that comes in our place they don't want to buy a reused board um, even if it doesn't have any nails for the same price as a new one of course that's logical makes sense huh so we really do have to be cheaper and that's why we have to be picky Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though I don't like to but yeah
0: you want to take in all the trash but sometimes the trash is just yeah too trashy
1: (laughs) it needs to be it needs to be it needs to make sense for people to buy the stuff um so a lower price is the first first step of course yeah
0: because there is always some manual labor that needs to happen to make it repurchasable
1: not always no
0: sometimes it's just from the side clean ready to go here it is yeah sell it sell it again yeah
1: Especially if it's um, not coming from buildings that are torn apart, but if it's like the pieces that come out of production, that's always just clean material because it's new. And also like the wood, wooden companies that just have the wrong cuts, for example, it's new. There's no nails in it, but it takes a lot of effort for us to take. The, yeah, but that's of course in our own. Old place because um, it doesn't have any high ceilings. So, so we are not able to move around with a truck. It's all manual work. So if a truck comes in, we have to take e- each piece by hand. Manually. And, uh, yeah. And that's going to change now. So. <laughs>
0: oh God. Yeah.
1: We're going to be a <laughs> little more efficient. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you didn't have like a, nope. a klaxen. Like an electric yeah. thing to unload.
1: Yeah, but not we didn't have the right
0: um measurements
1: yeah oh so the okay. doors were too small to yeah like two meters oh. max yeah
0: <laughs> that's go- that's quite a relief i can imagine
1: mm-hmm. yeah we're lo- really looking forward yeah. to the new place yeah
0: when is it gonna be done when are you gonna be fully moved you think
1: uh two weeks Ooh. uh 29th of june we're opening in a new location it's yeah. gonna be a party yeah sure (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) okay um so but then uh, with how many people are you now because if you need to do like on some material not all but on like significant amount quite a lot of manual work i can imagine like you can't do that with two people
1: no we're four of us that are Uh, working on a steady base and then we have uh, some volunteers and some people that are freelancing Uh, the last one last part is mostly the teachers for courses Um, and there's uh, also uh, two people that are intern or um, have a social distance from regular jobs that are working with us and they dismantle the stuff that needs to be dismantled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're hoping to expand um, in the upcoming year or so. Right. And but we're also working together with a company that's not far here. uh, Manus they called
0: Oh yeah, they're just, just around, around the, the corner, corner. Yeah. Yeah, they're next to our office, so we <laughs> yeah. see them every day. Yeah, yeah. so
1: we're going to work together, um, do some different kinds of um, jobs in the next coming years, uh, where they have a team of people that really know how to deconstruct on-site, oh. and they're going to try and do it in a way that we don't have a lot of job to do um, at our place anymore, so yeah. That sounds... That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can really train the people. They just know how to do. They go from this side to another side and do the same job every time. Um, and then they will be a good running team for us to be on the different locations and to just bring the materials to our shop. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So... You've been doing this now for almost three years. Mm -hmm. Um, What are like the biggest learnings you've had up to now?
1: Hmm, That's a tough question. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, it's because we're beginning, it's not always easy. There's a ton of work to do and it's not always easy to know uh, which is really needed now and what do we do later or um, we're always um, being an octopus like doing everything at the same time but it's it keeps you out of focus sometimes so that's not always easy to jump from one job to another sometimes you're people manager then you're connecting with different parties to build something new then the other day you're just Cutting trees <laughs> into boards and then you have to be, uh, administrative, uh, whatever. Yeah. It takes a lot of different jobs to do it. And in the beginning, you, you're the young one doing it like me and Eva. We've, um, we have a little, uh, a lot of different hats. We call it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know that feeling yeah. Yeah, very much. Um, but it's, it's satisfying yeah sure
1: yeah yeah yeah. it is yeah and I think also one of the things that are really challenging is that uh, we still have to open a lot of doors that are not open right now or build bridges that aren't there and it's like we have to constantly um, convince people that it's a good way and a new way and they just have to think differently (laughs) Uh, so you're yeah boxing all the time to make the change. Uh, and that's not always easy. Some, it's really satisfying when it works. And when people see like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe this will work. Uh, we can do something else or something differently. Um, but yeah, that's sometimes challenging. Yeah.
0: Always selling, yeah. always <laughs> promoting, always convincing.
1: Convincing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Again, I feel your pain. <laughs> um, you mentioned cutting trees. Um, maybe that's also uh, a cool project to explain to the uh, to the to the audience. So,
1: yeah.
0: a couple of years ago, there were some big trees that got cut in Antwerp uh, Center, yeah. and you guys made something with it, right?
1: Not really. Okay, <laughs> but they were cut, and they were going to. Uh, Biomass f- bio yeah. production. Uh, so wood so parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we um, spoke to the contractor and we're like, how much do you get for this load of trucks? It was like this and this and that. We're like, we're giving you the same, but we want the trees. So we, uh, he dropped them at a, a place where they mill the trees. We let them mill in uh, boards, planks. Uh, we let them dry and then we just sold them for people to buy a piece of wood that was uh, three uh, a year ago uh, in their streets or something like that. And then we also had like the smaller pieces of that. We let them uh, be cut and sanded to be uh, a, po- a plank or a plate on the table for cheese or appetizers, whatever. Yeah.
0: So you did make some make something out yeah.
1: of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just small parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But that's that's pretty cool.
1: That's nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's. We recently did the same thing with um, trees that were cut uh, for Osterweil for binding. Yeah. Uh, at the north north, north castle. Yeah. Uh, so we saved thirty trees. That's really a lot of wood um there it's a lot of half, cheese blanks <laughs> yeah, half of it is half of that is uh already cut and drying uh, but it takes at least a year uh two years three years sometimes depending on the thickness of the board uh for it to dry so they're drying and resting right now um and i think it's uh Well, it's a shame that trees in a city need to be cut because they contain so much, um, how do you say that CO2? (laughs) And if, if the tree is shredded or burned, it just releases all the CO2. But if you cut it in boards, the CO2 stays in the wood. So it's better for the environment. And it's also why, why would we buy new trees that are cut in like Poland? um if you have the trees right here so they just need to be kept locally because it's uh it's a source it's a natural source that comes from the city and there's not a lot of sources in a city right so it's it's a good story in every kind of uh yeah in every direction i think mm-hmm. yeah
0: i remember i was very shocked like I live at uh, um close to the, the student neighborhood of Antwerp. Mm-hmm. Uh and um when I went running in the city, usually I go running when I'm my family's in the camper because there's more green. Mm-hmm. But when I would go running in the city I always used to go north to the North Castile. Yeah. And a couple of months ago I went running to prepare for the ten miles and I passed the North Castile again. I just I couldn't go there.
1: No. Just no closed off. Yeah. Yeah yeah I oh, I thought you meant like you and couldn't the, you couldn't see it because it's awful. It used to be such a beautiful place and, yeah, now it's, and also it's and then, a ruin yeah, yeah and
0: then I went next to and then I, yeah. I mean the first time because I went twice, the first time I was able to like sneak a little bit past the <laughs> thing and I could still wa- run next to the yeah. but then I came at the end mm-hmm. and just like you yeah, had the 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 uh, corner at the end of the the, the waller. And it was just like a scene out of uh, Lord of the Rings when like, uh, uh, I think it's Saguman who like destroys the trees. It's just, <laughs> just like a barren it's wasteland. Yeah. yeah,
1: It's really awful. And it's like, it's oh a good God, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, maybe it's also a good thing that you weren't there when w- they were cutting the trees because that's an awful thing to watch. Yeah. There's yeah. like a beautiful tree standing up and then there's a big machine pulling the the uh, the tree apart it's really awful yeah Yeah. just don't want to see that no (laughs) No.
0: it's very sad yeah but hopefully they uh they will make something uh beautiful out of it again yeah yeah
1: so that's why we do it actually because the trees like they were there for ages i mean different generations know these trees so it's nice for those people to just keep a little part of those trees. They have a history. I mean, they, they tell a lot of stories. I mean, sure, there were uh, kids kissing there for the first time. And yeah, they have a lot of memories. Trees have memories, right? So it's a good thing that these are keep kept local for people to make something, build a project with it, like a shelf for your books or anything. Yeah. So that's why we do it. Like, they need to stay local. Mm-hmm. People need to be... The the trees need to be accessible for the people that live in the city.
0: Well said. Yeah. Um, are they drying at your facility?
1: Uh, what?
0: Are the trees drying at your facility? Because I can yeah. imagine it takes up a lot of space for oh, yeah. a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And really expensive shelves also yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah yeah we we build a little um drying chamber or how do you say that oh. drying room for yeah for
0: 30 trees
1: yeah yeah that's a huge need to drying s- you need to chamber. stack them properly yeah okay yeah it's huge it takes a lot of place but it's worth the effort no yeah yeah of course yeah.
0: if it's <laughs> i mean if you don't uh yeah if you can still uh yeah, earn something on it because it sounds indeed quite uh, yeah intensive
1: yeah it is yeah, yeah that's why we uh, our new place will be 800 square meters and seven meters high so we really we bought really high racks to stack all these materials not only the not only the trees but just a board of osb uh, i mean if you have a pallet of that that's that's a lot of space that it uses yeah
0: hmm and um the uh are they are they all sold already?
1: no they're not no, no. They still? people can um make a reservation if they want like specifically this tree or that tree they can order it right now sure it needs to dry a little more but yeah
0: and where can they order
1: it all right <laughs> there you go
0: yeah okay. <laughs> How much is a cheese plank?
1: Oh, I think it starts at thirty. <laughs> oh, there we yeah. go. Awesome. Easy, huh?
0: Awesome. <laughs> um, so, like, um, did it? Is it proving out to be everything that you expected it to be when you started it three years ago? Like satisfaction-wise, of like the satisfaction of saving this material and and. Uh,
1: oh yes. Yeah. Even more, I think. Yeah. Mm, no, I'm not sure. I don't know if I had a a really good vision on that because I don't always think ahead. Just do whatever's need to, needs to be done without whatever I want to do in five years. I don't know. I couldn't a- answer that question. So, but yeah, it's really satisfying um, knowing that all of these materials were otherwise thrash or burned if we weren't doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And that also keeps us going because it's, it, that's really a a big reward. And sometimes people compliment us on, wow, it's really amazing what you guys are doing. I'm like, oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Thanks. I had a tough week. So it's good thing that you say that. Yeah. You remind me of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again. Uh, it's not always easy. No. And when you're in the middle of it, it can really suck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But you need to take a step back, right?
1: Yeah. If you just zoom out and you know what you're doing is, uh, is only going to be good for your environment. Also for my kids. I mean, I just by doing my job, I can show them like you can really change if you just act. And that's what we do with Buddhism. we don't talk too much about it, we don't write a whole lot of books about it, we're just doing it every day, and that's really satisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you see yourself now, because you just mentioned it's difficult to like uh, think about what I'm going to do and what I will mm-hmm. be doing in five years, can mm-hmm. you say that you will still be doing this in, in five years and six years, 10 years,
1: probably, I don't know, <laughs> never thinking about that. No, I don't. I really don't. That's, um uh, during my career, a lot of time I've had that question. What do you see yourself doing in five years? I never know. I just, if, if this keeps going as it goes, yeah, probably I'll still be at Buhlmann or in some way, I don't know how, or how much or, but yeah, probably yes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and maybe something that that's also potentially curious for for people who are listening who are thinking about starting not the exactly same thing but businesses who have like a strong sustainability component but Mm -hmm. also yeah it's a business so Mm -hmm. if there's no profit or no turnover being made it's not a business it's not gonna continue it's not gonna grow it's not gonna increase its impact so this balance between profitability and and the commitment to sustainability—is that something that's difficult, or is it something you struggle with, or does it go very organically?
1: It's yeah, I think it's going really organically. But I disagree. I think when you say there is no profit, I mean if you mean um, you're not um, rewarding yourself with a lot of money in the end of the year, yeah, you can argue that, but. Is it only about that? I mean, if you're really satisfied at what you're doing, isn't that good enough? And we're still growing, so I don't I don't know necessarily if it doesn't mean that in the end we will be ending with some profit. I don't know, but um, there's also the the so- social part uh, in our company that we really believe in circular. Um, going together with social economy. um, And that's also really something that we keep really high. I mean, and it's satisfying also to know that some people um, are working because you started this business, they otherwise wouldn't be working or working somewhere else. And it's, I think more like, that's my profitability. Perhaps I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's a good answer to your question, but yeah. 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 Of
0: course. Um, uh, Maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't verbalize it well enough. I didn't meant that you um, you need to be making huge profit (laughs) margins. Yeah. Um, But if there's no turnover, then yeah, the business can't continue. Right. Yeah. And only if there's, if there's profit and growth, you can reinvest it. and You can, sure. You can continue to grow. So, yeah, I don't know how do you um like for the the like like the if you the prices for example if you put it maybe yeah. even lower you can no, no, sell no. more. I don't like how do you no, how do you look I at that? I think
1: we should actually be more expensive than new materials and people should really choose to uh buy reclaimed wood. But that's not gonna happen anytime soon. So I think uh, Burman is only successful because we um, combine the the shop with the courses we give. And team buildings, for example, is really rewarding. And it's making sure that we, can, we keep enough margin to do some less profitable jobs also. Like spending two hours on a board that needs to be dismantled that's not profitable but if at the same time there's a team building going on then it's good like we try to keep the balance balance good at that level I think like the total of the things we do and sometimes we need to do bigger projects to um, at the end of the month make sure we have enough left for everybody and to grow exactly so yeah you need you need some margin to grow
0: does your background as a, an architect um, from the studies at least uh, does it help now do you do you...
1: yeah I think so um, in two ways uh, one is you learn how to think um, to uh, as a problem solver um, like a creative way of thinking without being creative and designing uh, but also like it gives you um, the idea of how construction world how it works and how does a contractor think how does the the client think or how does the architect think and we think at Budman that the key in um, more sustainable um, material use is that those parties work together. So it's a good thing that we have that background. Like we know how they work, how they think. And so we can try and put the puzzle pieces together and make every, everybody working together to achieve the same goal.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Because your co-founder is, she's also an architect. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can imagine if you know how indeed the, the different stakeholders, and what their goal is during the building process, I mm-hmm. can imagine that it really helps to know where you need to. Yeah, because for for us, like we started doing this um, right after our education. It was our mm-hmm. our uh, thesis actually, and it really took us a while. And I'm not even sure that we fully understand it already. Like how the different stakeholders in a building process. Or collaborating yeah. who's making decisions at which time who needs to be influenced at which time like it's very complicated
1: it is yeah yeah it needs to be simplified
0: yeah also yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely and
1: i think if the different parties like just sit together in the beginning of the process and say like hey we want to uh, build it with reused materials or we want to reuse we're gonna rebuild a Uh, an office building and we just want, we don't want to buy anything new. So we would just want to rebuild it with the materials that are already on site. It's just the best way to do It's just sit around the table at the very beginning. This is what we want to do. And then the contractor sets a price on reusing the materials. So you don't have the argument afterwards. Like, no, it's always going to be more expensive. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. So um you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago that it's not your um natural tendency to look far ahead in the future <laughs> but if we would just dream for like a little bit and think mm-hmm. about uh, let's say it's 2033 uh, 10 years in the future uh, and B1 has been going for 12 years uh, what's what's your what's your vision for that what would you Uh, what would be like the optimal outcome in in 10 years of Burman Um,
1: I think uh, Burman would be like um, a really known place if you want to buy something to rebuild your house you just go and check Burman first before you go to Brico or whatever else (laughs) but also for bigger companies or projects that are just Contacting Burman and say, like, we in nine months we're gonna need this and this and that, and then we can try and look for the right materials at another place and just move the stuff around. Yeah, so like, if Burman was really a concept that's known um, really wide and maybe also different Burmana in different cities, that would be really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's a
0: really it's a really good name. <laughs> like it just it's it's something that you would say, yeah, like Honey, I'm gonna build a shelf. Oh, check Buman. Yeah. Like it it flows <laughs> yeah. very yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, so. Hubo has it as well, as you say. Yeah, it's already been along for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But still like the Buman, the connotation with I'm gonna check my neighbor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Good. Yeah, branding. you also
1: help your neighbor, no?
0: There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. oh yeah, double meaning.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: I wasn't even there yet. (laughs) Indeed, you also help your neighbor by going to your neighbor. Yeah, and that's what
1: we also really believe in. Uh, We don't believe in um, competition. Just help each other. I mean, there's a lot of different material uh, banks in in Flanders where we work together with. It's like, uh, we need this, uh, we can offer that, or do you know anybody who has this or that? It's easier to help each other than to stand in each other's way and try to be competitive. Like, we saw that first. No, we saw that. I, I mean, what's the use of that? Like, if you see something you, you both want it, you just share it or say it's more like your area. So, yeah, go ahead. It's yours.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I think it's, it works better if your organization has a strong social or sustainable overall target or goal that it's aiming for because the challenge is so enormous, the sustainability Mm -hmm. challenge as a whole Mm -hmm. and then the sustainability sustainability challenge in construction is even like beyond size. So then if you look at it from that perspective, as you say, like, yeah, if my competition takes the place, it's also getting... Removed moved from the trash yeah. pile so and that's
1: perfect yeah great so might as well work it's together it's trash yeah. enough yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah keep it local that's yeah. that's the main thing because you don't have the traffic also mm-hmm. and there's enough i mean you don't have to argue about it
0: yeah basically if you get at the point where you're gonna be fighting over <laughs> trash trash. (laughs) kind of job done right (laughs) time to do something else yeah that's like okay yeah Yeah. well done (laughs) yeah we go to start something new
1: yeah ideally there we would be not needed anymore yeah if if woodman is not needed means there's no trash anymore and people are reusing every piece of wood so that would be perfect yeah
0: i find that very beautiful like organizations who have as a mission that the mission can be solved. Yeah, like a, a classic uh, business who just goes for maximal profit. There's never an endpoint. Oh no! Oh no. no! There can always be more profit.
1: And I think that's very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but I think it's very clear. It's very motivating when you have a goal. That it's a, it's there's an endpoint to the goal.
1: Yeah. Um, Imagine that. Yeah. Thing we would reach the end point yeah <laughs>
0: it's kind of anti-capitalistic but still <laughs> it's fascinating to think about um we are approaching uh the end All of right. the uh, the conversation um and we are kind of in the habit of at the end switching uh the the discourse a bit and to focus a little bit more on uh the person itself who okay. we are uh, having the conversation with um or who the audience is listening to. Um, so we take a couple of more random questions. Um, mm-hmm. And one of these questions that we uh, we, we tend to ask is, um, is there anyone dead or alive that if you uh, could have a drink with today in, uh, in, in Antwerp at a bar, for example, that would really pop up in your mind, someone that's really interesting for you, that could be interesting for the audience to learn about?
1: Yeah, <laughs> is there? Uh, do I have to pick one? You can know. You can say. <laughs> can I put different people on the table? Or X, yes, yeah.
0: at a wooden table from one of the trees yeah. at North Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, so I would uh, really like to have a conversation with John Muir. I don't know if you know the guy, but he's, he lived like a hundred years ago in um, Western America, and he was one of the pioneers that made national parks like he was the one that founded King's National Park Yosemite Uh, yeah I think that's really important to be uh, protective of nature and see the beauty in it and he's written a lot of beautiful books also Um, but I also would pick um, a couple that um I met on a, a YouTube video, I, I didn't meet them actually, but I would like to meet them, um, that are living in uh, Indonesia, and they build with um, bamboo, really cool constructions also, and they also teach courses, um, they're called, um, I have to check, Oren Harden and Maria Faruja, and they... Uh, What's the name
0: of the YouTube channel? Uh,
1: I I thought it was... I, I looked it up. It was Bamboo U and Ibuku uh, that are two companies that work together and they're building really cool things with Bamboo and because of Bamboo being a really sustainable um, source, Material. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, so do those two people together. I would like that very much. Yeah.
0: Awesome. We're going to definitely put those in the, in the, the show notes yeah. so that people can look it up. <laughs> I thought there was also a president that did a lot of the, the the parks wasn't it Roosevelt, Roosevelt, yeah, Roosevelt yeah, right yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the one who so, was sitting in a wheelchair but it
1: was John Muir that talked to Roosevelt all the time like hey you need to check this in this area and make it a national park so he went on the field and yeah oh, he advised <laughs> it's that <their own, laughs> yeah, uh, yeah a yeah, lot yeah. of
0: them in like 50 aren't they like an enormous yeah, amount of I parks? think so yeah.
1: 50 yeah and they're awesome
0: <laughs> yeah I really want to visit one day yeah I've been to the East Coast a couple of times, but never been to the West Coast, nor have I visited any parks on the East Coast. So yeah, uh, it's definitely on the bucket list.
1: I would recommend the West Side, yeah. Yeah?
0: (laughs) Which ones? Any any specific ones?
1: Uh, You mean any specific park? Yeah. Uh, Yosemite, for sure. Oh no, Glacier National Park, yeah. (laughs) Glacier? Glacier, yeah. Why? Because it's just amazingly beautiful. Uh, it's something you don't, you don't see here in Europe. It's really wide, really cool place. Yeah.
0: Great. Um, but you go there, you go there regularly, like you yeah. were explaining before we started interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. I like that very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: is there like a book that you recently read or? as have you ever that you ever have have read that you would really advise to our listeners
1: um yeah it's a, a bit um philosophically maybe, but the books of John Muir are really yeah if you're a nature lover <laughs> they're good books yeah okay any book of him i All don't right. know any specific names yeah
0: okay that's uh that sounds uh, yeah twice in a row sounds yeah. like a really fascinating guy <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, a new one that we're trying out, it seems if you have any superpower for the day, Uh what would you, uh, what would you do? What would you prefer?
1: Oh, I would for one day only. (laughs) (laughs) Or for a week or for a year. (laughs) I would, um, save the trees that are otherwise being cut. Yeah. Okay. Just keep the roots really tight in the ground so they can be, yeah, whatever. Give them superpower and. Yeah, not being able to cut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Save That's the trees. It's a good trees. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. I think then that we are approaching the end of uh, of this uh, conversation. Okay. Do you have any final remarks? Any things that we didn't touch up on that you would like to mention to the people who are listening?
1: Uh, maybe yeah. If there's um, if there's any. Any company thinking we have a project and we really want to see how we can work with reclaimed wood or save this wood from the shredder, uh, they can always contact us. Even if they don't know how to start, we are really um, eager to help out and find if there's a way that can be a win-win situation. Yeah.
0: All right then uh, I think there is only uh, one thing left to do and that's to thank you uh, very much for your time and to tell your, I think, very inspiring story uh, to our (laughs) audience. Um, So yeah, I wish you the best of luck with Buhmann. Thank Uh, you. I'm going to look on the website to buy one of those (laughs) Castile cheese platters. Um, I hope a lot of people in the audience do as well and then uh, I wish you the best of luck.
1: Thank you and thanks for uh, inviting me also.
0: You're very welcome. All right. right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the BOW podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to subscribe to our channel. If you're interested in BOW Living in our Smart Adaptable Module or SAM, go check out our website, bowliving.com. If you want to stay up to date, you can best subscribe to our monthly newsletter on our website or follow us on all social media platforms where we're named at BOW Living.